Last night, I'm watching a movie, and on about day three of this chase that had been going on for about 45 minutes of the film, I looked at my husband and I said, you know, she's got fresh makeup and clean hair and new clothes. When exactly did that happen in the midst of this three-day chase? And he looked back at me and he said, who cares? Just go with it. So I kind of wanted to just go with it because I don't want to be that person that starts a fight in the middle of watching a movie. But the more I sat there, I couldn't help but wonder, why is it that the guy is disgusting? He's sweaty. He's got pit stains. His hair's dirty. He's literally foul. And the producers, directors, whoever is okay letting him be how he actually would be at the end of a three-day chase. But the female actor is not afforded the same privilege. She cannot be allowed to look natural or grungy or dirty. No, she's got some fairy godmother back there who is giving her new makeup, apparently washing her hair while she sleeps, and providing constant wardrobe changes. Now, this just really pisses me off because even in a movie where this woman has lost everything and would be completely believable if she looked like total shit, we still cannot allow that to happen. She has to look put together and just so. So the reason I can't just go with it is because these are the messages that we're getting every single time we turn around as women in this society. We're supposed to have it all together Literally, no matter what. And I'll be really, really honest about this. I think that if the guy in the movie had also been refreshed overnight miraculously and put in new clothes and looked really, really good too, it wouldn't have bothered me as much. I would have been able to say, well, it's just kind of the movie. But it was such an obvious double standard. And for me, just going with it and not calling it out means I'm complicit and I'm accepting it, which I'm not. The standards that we strive for And the reality of what is possible are often two completely different things. The funniest thing about this is we can know that something is literally an impossible standard, but still believe that the rules don't apply to us and that somehow we should be able to meet that standard anyway. Here's an example. I recently finished teaching a six-week session of a class I absolutely love. It's called Unmuted. And I essentially was trying to teach a dance class in the middle of the pandemic. So it was scheduled to begin right when lockdown happened, and I postponed it for about a month and then decided to go ahead and have live classes in a parking lot at an elementary school. And then when it was safe, we moved into a studio. I also put the whole thing online, so if people didn't want to come to class, they didn't have to, or they could choose to do a combination of both. I really tried to sort of anticipate every possible objection, every possible variable, and plan for it. I had so much time, energy, and emotion invested into trying to create this incredible experience for my students in the midst of what I knew was a very, very difficult time. The thing was, though, that the energy was just really, really different. And no matter what I did, and no matter how hard I tried, I simply could not duplicate the magic of this class. Now, I'm going to be really honest and tell you that my reaction at first was to feel like a total failure. Now, I know that a lot of people had a really good experience, but I also know that some didn't. And that was really, really difficult for me. Rationally, I know it is not possible to please everybody 100% of the time. But remember when I said that sometimes we think the rules don't apply to us? Well, this is that place for me. 
I seem to have a belief that I should be able to please everyone all the time when it comes to my classes and that it somehow is possible for me to do so if I would just try harder. This, my friends, is perfectionism rearing its ugly head just in time to say to me, hey girl, I'm still here. I'm ready to ruin your life if you want to let me. Truly, there was a time where it would have. It would have bothered me. I would have festered. I would have obsessed. But that time is long gone. I've learned how to free myself from impossible standards because most of the time there are components to that that I have absolutely no influence or control over. The only person I can take responsibility for is myself. I'm the only one I have control over. I'm the only one that I truly can make choices for. So for me to hold myself responsible for everyone else's experience, one is pretty damn egocentric and two places an expectation on me that I cannot meet. So what do we do if we are wired for perfectionism? Well, I can tell you one piece that you can start doing right now, and that is to identify what is possible. So let's walk back through the example I gave you of my dance class. What is possible are the things that I can do, the things that I can provide, the invitation for the space for people to come and have a really, really great experience. So when I honestly assess what I did, I discovered that... I delivered what I promised, and even more because I did it both in person and online so people could make choices. I provided a clean and safe physical space that met all of the current health guidelines, both outside and in the studio. I showed up each week and taught with new music, fun choreography, and a completely open heart. I was on time. I was prepared. I anticipated the variables, and I adjusted quickly when things happened that were unforeseen. I communicated a lot. I was really clear about what to expect, how to prepare, and what was going to happen. I gave choices. I answered questions, and I met every single inquiry or objection with compassion, love, and acceptance. At the end of the day, I gave 100%, and I did my very best. I can only be responsible for my part. Every person has to take responsibility for the way that they show up. While there's no judgment about that, I can then let go of the idea that it's my job to make it perfect for everyone. My job is to do my piece and to do it the best way that I can. And when I look at it honestly, I can say I really did that and then some, which allows me to let go of this feeling that I somehow failed. I didn't fail. I did what I set out to do. I can be disappointed that it didn't work the way that I wanted to, that the energy wasn't the same. But the reality is nothing is freaking the same right now. You're like, you're not going to duplicate what happened in a studio with 25 people sweating and breathing all over each other pre-COVID, no matter what you do. And that's just got to be okay right now. And so if people are expecting that to happen in another form, again, that's, that's kind of their stuff. So... When you are letting go of impossible standards, the first thing is to look at what is actually possible. And what is possible is directly related to your piece and what you can do. Anything that is going to be out of your control or subject to a variable that involves someone else or something else may or may not be. And therefore, you can't take responsibility for that. You can't put that on yourself as something that is supposed to be happening and if it doesn't, you have failed. Now, over the years, I've developed five simple steps that help you walk through 
letting go of impossible standards and what I like to call ridiculous rules and recreating a reality that feels really, really truthful, authentic, and powerful. And I'm going to be launching a class this fall that's online and interactive, meaning we connect every week um, via Zoom in a small group, that, that is going to teach you those five steps. Now, it took me like 10 years to figure all of this out, but I've been able to condense it into a really, really simple fashion, and it, it will change everything. It really does help you get from sort of this, this place of being stuck in impossible standards and expectations that you just feel like you can't meet no matter what you do to finding complete and utter freedom to live and be and enjoy your life in the way that you're meant to. So if that interests you, definitely check it out. Now, one last thing before I go for today. Going back to that movie that I started with where the character had been on the run for three days and had been getting beauty updates along the way, secretly behind the scenes, I did let myself imagine what she would have looked like for real if she had been on the run and nobody touched her up in any way. And as I sat there and watched the film, it occurred to me that this is yet another way that we can remind ourselves of what is what is possible, what is real, as opposed to what is an unreasonable expectation and an unreasonable standard. And by paying attention to the messages that were given about who we're supposed to be, what we're supposed to look like, and where those messages are coming from, it can get a lot easier to challenge them. So yeah, I think I turned the movie from a romantic comedy into a horror film by the time I was done in my mind, but... The reality is that probably would have been a much more compelling storyline. This is Kim Balorchi, and you're listening to Boldly Stated.